Welcome to Tanzania Adventure Stories from the heart of Africa. This podcast is brought to you by Safaris with a Heart, a tour company who creates Tanzanian travel adventures, taking you in search of the chimpanzees, to the heights of Mount Kilimanjaro, to the bottom of Olduvai Gorge, to historic Zanzibar Island, to witness the great migration on the endless plains of the Serengeti, and more. They can be found online at safariswithaheart.com. Now, here's another Tanzania adventure story. Welcome to the show. With me in the studio, as always, is the producer here at Minnesota Podcasting, Marshall Saunders. Hi, Lynn. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you. So what is going on in the world of travel, especially travel to Africa with safaris with a heart? What is going on with this whole COVID shutdown and the uh, concerns around travel and all that sort of stuff? Where's the What's the status of your trips right now? Well, that's an exciting part. I mean, as everyone knows, travel has been heavily affected right. um, by by the virus uh, worldwide. And there were several months in which uh, travel was pretty much non-existent, not only because of the countries that were infected, but because, you know, people were not able to get to the mm. countries, you know, international travel and so forth. But in June, Tanzania opened back up Great. and um, probably about mid-June and started accepting people. And so the people are coming back. They did need to close down their national parks, their 23 national parks for several months. And uh, so that was another reason why people were not, you right. know, traveling, especially to, to Tanzania, since that is the national National parks are the, the 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 glory, you know, of of their um, country there, and but in June they opened up and they uh, had in very thoroughly enacted all of their um, health you know, standards and, and policies, uh, very consistent with what we see here at the um, that's coming out from the CDC. And then as a company, and so as far as with a heart, we're certainly adhering to those. And then we're adjusting it if necessary, if people um, would like to see, you know, a, a different experience and so forth. But we're all set um, as far as all of the, the health standards are concerned. And we're very flexible to each individual and family concern that they might have. And as things open up, uh, CDC reported that there's very few cases being traced to airline traffic. Yes. Um, if if there's any time in the history of airline <laughs> traffic uh, travel, um, they are the most sanitized, right. clean environment that you could possibly have. And so that part is really great. And, and all the hubs, the the epi- uh, the um, of where people transition, you know, their planes and so forth. Uh, for example, people going to Tanzania, which typically typically go through um, Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and all of those areas too. Um, their standards are extraordinarily high. They don't want people to get sick either. So between personal protection and the protection in the travel industry, it's at an all-time high as far as sanitation is so concerned. with all this, you know, lack of airline travel, any good deals out there? Can you well, get a good deal there, on there airline? Well, airfare is really good. It's nice. I've had uh, clients call me and say, oh my gosh, is this right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, it is. You know, they want people to travel. There's certainly incentives out there for that. So I encourage people to travel sooner than later, actually, because now that the tourism season is still not reached, it's it's not back up to to where the peak was before, you can get some really nice uh, deals on that, as well as you don't have the crowds. You you have these amazing, vast national parks or the Mount Kilimanjaro or Zanzibar. 
that are very right now low on the on the tourists and but they're coming mm-hmm. back you know they're kind of slowly coming back so if somebody is really thinking about that i'm i'm thinking that come sooner than later yeah get in while the country's uh, kind of quiet absolutely <laughs> wow that's great well you know i as i listen back to a lot of your podcast episodes one of my favorite parts of what you have on those episodes are personal stories yes just just that first person perspective either with people on the trips or people who have come back from one or just had an incredible experience. And I, from what I understand, you have a lot to share today regarding people's personal perspectives and people's personal recordings while they're on these trips, right? Yes, um, we do. And and you're right, we do a, a variety of podcasts, some that are, are specifically you know, in a story type of format, um, some that are in a um, you know, as far as clients, they're they're talking about their personal experience, and and others were um, the other co-owner, co-founder, Roger, um, and I talk about um, things from 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 our perspective and new tours that we're offering and and so forth. But I think um, some of the ones that resonate the the most with um, the listeners are those of people who have um, their their experiences, how it affected them, because there's nothing that's more genuine than that type of storyline. Right. So we'll have a series of those within this podcast. Cool. Who's up first? Well, the first people that will be talking, um, or the first person, actually, her name is Shelly. Okay. And uh, she, all of these people that actually were on our on January group tours. I mean, you can go individually, you can go with your family and so forth, but we do offer group tours in January and February to a variety of locations. And uh, in this um, particular group, there, was, there were 20 people, and they all went to different locations, you know, from Zanzibar to um, the National Park uh, photo safaris to um, to see the Jingo del Chimpanzees on the Congo border in the, in the uh, Congo Basin rainforest to um, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. So we had a variety of tours, but a group of, of 20, and so they were you know, segmented in, in, the, in the various groups. But uh, Shelley was uh, decided to go on a safari with her, her grandmother, mm. and she's a young adult, and she's extensely interested in, in the wild animals, and she has extensive knowledge uh, in that. And so this was just absolutely incredible for her, I mean, and a perfect experience for her to share with, with her grandmother. And so uh, she talks a lot about the, the animals that she really enjoyed. And she talks about uh, seeing a leopard, which was oh, inc- wow. which was amazing, because those are sometimes quite elusive to see. But when you see one and you see how beautiful that they are, you, you just can't help but uh, get giddy, you know, about that. She also um, recommends a few things at the end for people uh, that go that was personal to her. And um, so she's she's just a, a very sweet person, and so she's the first person up. Okay, let's take a listen. So, Shelley, you work with a lot of different animals um, back home, and um, you were a wealth of information um, during the safari. What can you tell us that you learned that you didn't know, or some things that you uh, saw that was unexpected and some highlights maybe of your safari. I do work with a lot of animals and I do know a lot of facts but the thing that I was most surprised about 
was that there are black rhinos up in the northern part of Africa and I've only seen southern white rhinos. So it was very interesting to see a whole different array of animals and also learn a lot about the gazelles and how fast they can go and different facts about how long cheetah cubs uh, stay with their mothers and I think uh, Solomon, our, our driver, had a lot of knowledge as well about the animals and about the local local life in Tanzania and I thought that was the best experience that I got a, that I could have is have a local talk to me about what he knows as far as how the people in Tanzania react to these animals and how they are not they are sad because they don't have a lot of money in the city and they can't go to their national parks so I think that's really kind of sad at the same time and that's the information that I learned from Solomon and I thought it was really great that I got to learn all that information. So what were some of those facts that were specifically interesting to you? The horns from the Thompson gazelles. I thought that they would grow back like deer horns, but these ones apparently when they get into fights or they just are, um, or they dig something with their horn, it, they fall off and they never grow back. So he's also said that that hinders their ability to uh, find a mate and things like that because their horns are the asset to finding um, to finding a mate. And what was a highlight, an animal that you saw that was just absolutely outstanding? I thought that the leopard was amazing and Solomon our driver said that they don't really see they see them up in trees and they also see them on the ground but he never sees them walk across the paths and we got to back up and we got to watch the leopard uh, roll around on the ground and also walk alongside the trucks and like he was the only thing that mattered like there was nothing there was nothing around him and it was really cool that uh, we got to see that because he says that's a rare experience and I'm glad that he spotted it and I'm glad that we got to see it. Yes, it truly is a rare experience. I often talk about the leopards as the elusive leopard and never guarantee anyone that they're going to see such a, such a treat. So that was really uh, very special. Is there anything in particular that you might recommend in someone using safaris with art? I would recommend that you ask questions. Don't just sit in the don't sit in the safari vehicle and just take pictures. Also ask questions about the local people or ask questions about the animals because there was a lot about the Maasai tribe that I didn't know that Solomon knew and a lot about the animals that I may have not known about um, their habitat that Solomon may have known our driver. So I'm glad that everyone asked questions and also um, try to learn Swahili. At least maybe it can't, maybe it's not the whole, like their whole language, but maybe just like a couple words or something that you can use to communicate with the locals or communicate with uh, your drivers that they know English, but they may not speak uh, very good English. So maybe try to um, get on their level and try to at least make the barrier a little smaller. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for all of your thoughts and suggestions. Yes, thank you so much.
Wow, that was great. I cannot imagine seeing cheetahs and leopards in the wild. That must be an incredible experience. Indeed. Wow. What do we got next? Well, next coming up is Ken and Brian, and they were part of the first group that went out um, before the other people arrived for safari, and they went to the island of Zanzibar. Actually, Zanzibar is a is this collection of islands, okay. um, and there's no one island that's called Zanzibar, but it's they're all located right off the coast of Tanzania, which is East Africa. It's just south of the equator, and it is right in the midst of the Indian Ocean. Hmm. There's beautiful white sand beaches in tons to offer for, for people. Um, one of There's many things that are remarkable about the island, but this is some place that people go to really see something that's quite unique. It's a very historic island. It's called the Spice Island. So that's um, amazing to go on some um, spice tours. Also, there's the ancient t- uh, town of Stonetown, which is an Arabic trading center. Um, again, that goes way back to the 1800s and and so forth. So it's great walking through their, their winding little, you know, streets and, and hunting for, you know, things to see and restaurants to go to. It's just really cool. You could spend days just lost in, in that. It almost feels like you're walking through the, the tiny streets of, you know, of Venice. Of course, you don't have the canals, but mm-hmm. you have all the other, other things. In, and it's um, so it's very exciting in that regard. If you like doing activities on the ocean. There's windsurfing. There's a, a scuba diving. It's one of the best scuba diving, you know, sites in the world, which a lot mm. of people don't uh, may not realize. And so they did go scuba diving, and cool. they'll talk a little bit about that. And they also have a national park there, which is a mangrove area. And that has the colobus monkeys, which is very rare within in the world. So let's see what they have to say. So what I'd like to know from either one of you is maybe describe a highlight of the trip, whether it was from Zanzibar or the safari, something that was unexpected maybe, something that you learned that you thought was really you know, profound, any recommendations you can give to other travelers. You know, what's, what's on your mind when you sort of review what has happened in the past two weeks? Uh, this is Ken, and I'll start with uh, our journey in Zanzibar. And I would say the diving uh, that uh, Safari's with the heart coordinated with uh, the dive shop, local dive shop there was, was awesome. It was a great experience. They went the extra mile during really the whole trip to make sure everything was uh, really well orchestrated. And it just went, the whole trip went flawlessly from, from the, the island trip in Zanzibar to the safari outside of Arusha, uh, where we went to the Serengeti and uh, the Ngorongoro Crater and Tangiri? Tiringiri. I can never say it. Uh, uh, National Park. It all, it all went excellently. And Brian, any? Yeah, I would just say that we had a wonderful time with, uh, especially the safaris. We were fortunate enough to have Roger, one of the co-owners of Safaris with a Heart, uh, be part of our uh, our driver for the safaris. Uh, he did just a great job of making sure we were right next to the animals. Uh, we had a great view of actually a lioness kind of on the prowl, which was very fascinating. Uh, got to see several things on our list, which we, <laughs> we kind of jokingly said we had a list for Roger to make sure that we saw while we were on safari, and we just had a just a fabulous time uh, seeing all the animals and being so close to them. So which animal did you get closest to and uh, how did that make you 
Well, I think the thing we got closest to were the elephants. Uh, they came actually right next to the, the uh, vehicles, crossed the, the road right next to the vehicles. So those were very close, but also the lions were right right there. So uh, uh, just fascinating to see both of them so up, up close and personal. Ken, did you have a highlight that I, so I would say my, you know, I, I have a weakness for safari cats. So there was a lioness that climbed a tree that was just hanging out in the tree. And it was just awesome to see her in her natural habitat. Um, and she had just made a kill um, and provided food for her and uh, her lion partner. Uh, and he, we, we came across him a little after we saw her and he was very full and very lethargic and had uh, uh, some blood stains still on his mane, which was just awesome to see in, in it, the raw natural beauty. And the other lioness that we stumbled across, it was so cool to see her climb the tree and climb out of the tree and the fiery part was just super cool. The other part of it was that the cultural heritage in Africa is really unique and different and something to experience uh, firsthand and I was thrilled to be part of that so thank you. I mean Safari's with the Heart did an amazing job coordinating all of that too which was the cultural immersion was really really neat and an essential part of the whole trip. Yeah, and I, I would just add to that saying that uh, one of the things that I thought was really amazing were the people here are so nice, so friendly, and uh, so willing to offer support and help wherever needed. Um, one of the unfortunate incidences was it was raining so much that there was a situation where we had to go through a ditch to try to get a, around a, a vehicle, and it was so muddy that uh, one of the vehicles got uh, stuck there for just, just a little bit, but um, just to see all of the people just automatically show up to help support and push the vehicle out of the mud was just unreal. And, uh, you know, it's just, you didn't know where they came from, but all of a sudden they were all there and helping and there's no you know there weren't any infrastructure people like police or things like that to help out that you would you know normally find in the states uh, but here it's just all the locals come and help and I think everywhere along the route um, it's one of the things that we saw was that the drivers would talk to anybody like on the streets or wherever and it's just they're constantly talking and I think that's something that they do here is um, they're able just to speak to anybody and get help or assistance and no one's expecting anything from that it's just that part of what they do and they're just very friendly with everyone so it was um, amazing to be a part of that. Anything that you can think of from Zanzibar that was special for you? Um, there was a, one of the uh, restaurants that we actually loved was The Rock and it was uh, the ability to actually we had to walk out of into the Indian Ocean a little bit to uh, get into the restaurant and uh, I had an amazing meal there so that was wonderful and, and uh, then on the way back the tide had come in so we actually had a boat back to shore from the on the way back um, so that was just a, a great experience. And Stone Town was really fun too. It was just fun to see all the activity that was there. Um, just a real different experience from mainland Tanzania. I think it's just a little bit different culture. Um, a little more of the Muslim influence there. So it was just interesting to see all of that and how people operate there. The markets, um, crazy <laughs> amount of people that show up in the markets where uh, it was fun to experience that and just be a part of that. Yeah, certainly we could have spent uh, a lot more time in, in Stone Town. People could even make it a whole adventure uh, just in the nightlife uh, alone. Thank you both very much for sharing your stories on Safaris with Heart. Great. Thank you. Thank you.
So in conjunction with Zanzibar, there are you know, clients of ours that choose to, to actually do Zanzibar and another island, which is much further south of Zanzibar. It's called Mafia Island. And yes, they have scuba diving there and snorkeling and, and so forth. But what they're really known for is during the migration season, which is you know probably January through, through March, and the whale sharks come. And now, don't mm. think that they're the sharks that you know come and invite you or anything like that. Mm. These are these are very docile uh, sharks. They eat plankton and small fishes. But the amazing thing about them is that they're enormous. Mm. The, these are at least sixty feet long. And when you're snorkeling beside them, and yes, you you go to snorkel beside wow. these whale sharks, um, you you're dwarfed in comparison to their side. And so people come from all over the world just to go. Um, snorkeling with with the whale sharks. So more whale than shark. Yes, <laughs> yes, cor- absolutely correct. Cool. Uh, so we have next someone who went to the Ngorogoro Park. It's Ngorogoro Conservation Area, actually, okay. and the reason it's a conf- conservation area rather than a national park is that they have the indigenous Maasai people oh, yeah. live within the park area. It's a, it's a very very large um, area, but the the center part of it is called Ngorogoro Crater, and it's mm. actually a extinct volcano that has imploded. It's very large. It has 2,000 foot walls around the, the crater, and so you have to you know maneuver your way down to to the bottom of the the crater. And it, um, being that it has a flat bottom, it, it's really called a cauldron. And this has a, a very unique ecosystem because not all the animals migrate in and out of there. Um, so they stay there uh, throughout their, their life cycle. But some of the animals that migrate would be um, the elephants. And in the crater, you'll find some of the, the largest elephants by far in the world that are there, but they even migrate, interestingly, up, up and down these extraordinarily steep walls. And it's it's really, if you ever catch a, you know, a glimpse of them doing that, you're, you're just in awe as how do these immense animals maneuver this? How do mm-hmm. they, they get their bodies up and, and down this, this, um, in this crater? So uh, Dave and Lynn, they talk about seeing the leopard there, which was a highlight for them. Uh, they also talk about the local people being so friendly and just falling in love with the people, which is something that I think when people come to, to Tanzania, if that's what they really experience, that's what they take home. They fall in love with the country, they fall in love with the people, and many, you know, come back uh, just for that reason. So, Dave, was there a specific highlight of the trip that you would like to tell tell other people about? Well, there were so many, it's hard to choose one because <laughs> it was just an amazing trip. If I were to just choose one so far, and when we were coming out of the Ngorongoro Crater, we were on our way out and we had been in there all day and we had seen just about everything, rhinos, we had seen all the wildlife you wanted to see down there. But on the way out, we're coming up through a heavily forested area on the exit road and suddenly a leopard just appeared out of the trees right next to our vehicle i mean almost to the point where we almost hit it it was unbelievable and the leopard just started sauntering down the road and our driver solely put it in reverse and just started backing up and following the leopard down the road and we're we all had our cameras out shooting videos and i had my camera out taking some shots because we were, we were just amazed because everybody had said you're really going to be lucky it's really lucky if you ever see a leopard they're really hard to find so I think that was the highlight, just seeing that leopard 
and then it, it just sat down in the middle of the road and kind of started rolling over and posing for us before it took off again into the woods. Leopards are such incredibly beautiful animals and yeah. they are very elusive. Yes. So to see one and to see for such a long period of time mm -hmm. was such a special treat. The other thing is that we just had such a great group of people. We just had such a great time. We had a really, really good group of people and we had good drivers and good staff and and friendly service everywhere we went. Um, kind of fell in love with Tanzania. It was, it was just an amazing country. People are amazing. The safari was just fantastic. There's just, you just see everything. You see elephants and lions and giraffes. The whole experience is just amazing. Well, thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. So next up will be John and Carrie. And all of these people, again, are part of our larger group, um, and we break them down, like I said, into two subgroups to, to have different experiences. Um, what is wonderful about John and Carrie, well, first of all, they're just great people. Um, they have just been married uh, at the time of this trip 18 months. They're in the military, so they weren't uh, uh, even together for you know part of that time. And they're both in the medical profession. So boy, did we have questions for them mm -hmm. um, as far as all kinds of you know safety measures. And then they 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 loved it. They loved all the questions. So we were really um, delighted that they were on this particular tour. And uh, so they have some things that they want to say in regard to their experience in Nogorongo crater because that's something that they they absolutely fell in love with and also going from you know the forest to the grasslands every a national park that we have people go to um, is a different experience we have some that are i call the outback you know like in australia where it's extremely remote in gorogo crater which is i call that sort of the garden of of eden in a separate ecosystem and then um, tangiri national park which is i call the savannah and then also Serengeti National Park, mm. which is the grasslands. Um, and so all of those are really uh, special, unique experiences. We want people to get a touch of what it all to offer, including the forests um, uh, within the, the country and, or the jungles, as, as you may call it. That's another ecosystem that we do often take people to. What was it, perhaps, that might have been a real highlight for you on the safari tour? Oh man, so so my name's John, my wife here is Carrie. Um, so, uh, I would say the highlight is the crater. I mean, looking over it on, I believe it was the first day, and then being able to go into it on the third day, and just sort of, like it's its own ecosystem. It's pretty cool. Like generally, things seem to not come in and out. It's like a secluded area and um, I mean you've got species there that aren't elsewhere like the rhino um, so I mean that was pretty awesome for me. It's pretty hard to point out one yeah. part that was my favorite. The whole experience was just completely different than I ever expected. I don't know what I really envisioned a safari would be but this blew my mind in every way possible and it was awesome seeing all the animals. I mean the elephants walking close to you, the giraffes, we saw big cats. We saw all the creatures, that was awesome, but it was also really cool to be going up and down through the forest, through the grasslands, and being able to really kind of off-road and see the animals in a secluded area really, really was an awesome experience. And I didn't expect that it would be constant. Like, I, I don't know, for movies or whatnot, but I expected to be, like, in the car, like, just looking for animals a lot. There were animals within eyeshot Everywhere. the whole time. <laughs> It was awesome. Super cool. So was there a personal part of this uh, tour that was special for you? 
Yeah, so uh, this is actually our honeymoon. We're in the military, and we got uh, we got married 18 months ago, and we're separated by the military for a year, and so now we're finally able to take our honeymoon. Um, it's our dream honeymoon to go to Africa and do a safari, and then we're uh, going to attempt to climb Kilimanjaro in yeah. a day here. So <laughs> You're going to do a fabulous job, um, yeah. most definitely, and you'll have a, a great time with, with everyone there, and, and Roger's going to be going along with you, so that oh, will yeah. be, be extra nice as well. So congratulations on your um, wedding and on your honeymoon and for, for joining us uh, at Safaris with a Heart uh, to celebrate. Thank you. Hakuna awesome. Matata. Oh, yeah. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Lynn, I love those stories. It's so awesome to hear the first-person recordings of people that are on site and just experience those things and are kind of fresh off their experience. It's, it's really great to listen to. Well, it's very meaningful. And when I was asking them, you know, the questions and, and hearing their responses, I mean, these are nothing that, that were pre, you know, talked about or they're all sure. off the cuff. And that's what makes them so personal. And yes, I, I love I love everything that, that they said and how it impacted them and how it made their their lives, you know, better, how it made um, just an exceptional experience, you know, for them. That that is absolutely phenomenal people ask us, what are all the tours? Yeah, what's going on right now? What can people sign up for? Well, we have a lot of tours. We introduced uh, you know, about three new ones last year, but uh, one of the, the tours that we offer that is extremely powerful is, is going to Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know about Mount Kilimanjaro, it's the highest freestanding mountain in the world. And it's 19,341 feet, to be exact. Mm -hmm. And so it's a high-altitude, high-endurance hike. It's not technical. It's not about repelling or traveling across crevasses or, or things of that nature. It's, but it is high-endurance and, and, and high-altitude, so you do need to be prepared. And we do everything that we can to make sure people are well-prepared so they have the, the most, most enjoyment out of that. And that is a six- to seven-day um, trip up and down. And so that's a highlight because it's for people because it's something that not everybody does because it is so highly challenging, but um, it is it is something that's extraordinarily worthwhile if you have not done that before. It's also one of the seven summits of the of the seven continents sure. in the world. So if you would go to Mount Everest, for example, for Asia, you would go to Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. Sure. Um, and so that's another reason why people like to to climb it. It is also done with um, families, you know, so you share experiences. So we've had, you know, grandchildren and grandparents, you know, go or, or groups of families or, or mixed groups, um, individual couples, you know, it's, it's, it depends on, on you know, what type of experience that you, you want um, out of it. So it's, we've taken people from age, I think, 14 to 72. What we often say how you don't have to be an extreme athlete to do Kilimanjaro. You just have to be prepared and, you know, mentally prepared as well as physically prepared uh, because we, we have a 95% summit ratio. And interestingly, it is not dependent on your physical fitness, hmm. in which people often go, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you do have to be physically capable, but you also have to get your mind in the game. And that's really the key to to taking this this high endurance track. The next one that we have is the Jane Goodall chimpanzees. I talked a little bit about that at the beginning. Right. And that's extraordinarily um, amazing. We do have a podcast just right. on that that tells that story. So I encourage people to to um, listen to that podcast. We also have a podcast just on a family that 
went to uh, Mount Kilimanjaro as well. Right. So listen to both of those so you can get a really great idea of what the um, experience is about in different formats. But um, I think you'll really enjoy both of those. So highly, highly recommended. Serengeti National Park, um, that's world famous. Obviously, you hear about the Serengeti. It is um, an extremely large um, uh, national park, and it's 95% located within Tanzania, 5% within Kenya. So when people talk about the Serengeti, um, it is Tanzania that they're talking about. Um, and in the local um, language, Serengeti means Great Plain, mm. okay? And so it's grassland. And what it's really well known for is the millions of zebras and wildebeest and antelope that it's called the Great Migration. And they migrate from northern Serengeti to southern Serengeti within an annual you know, season and always, you know, birth down in the Serengeti. So a lot of our clients get to see, you know, that phenomenon. And it is so extraordinarily special. This is an ancient migration that still goes on today. And so, so to be a part of that, I missed that. So it's all surrounding you. You're, you're part of this ancient migration. So that is, is really special. So most of our people do go to the Serengeti. And these are all animal photo safaris, not mm-hmm. hunting safaris or right. anything like that. They're in our Toyota Land Cruisers with a pop-up roof. So sure. they're safe, very safe inside uh, because these these are not places which are fenced in. They're, these are wild animals. They're in their natural habitats. And so we have to be respectful right. of See that them type. on their terms. See right. them on their terms, right. exactly. Uh, so that's one great thing about Tanzania that, uh, in, that you don't find in other national parks around the world is that it's still um, 100% natural environment and natural migration patterns, no no fences. And we have cycling tours. We do go to Zanzibar and Mafia Island, as we described um, before. And then we have uh, just a selection of national parks that we go to on a circus that would give sort of the best of the best, you know, tour and right. um, experiences uh, that have very diverse ecosystems for each one, whether it's the, the savanna, the jungle, the forest, the outback. The people get a variety of those types of experiences. So those are our top tours, but we do customize uh, for people, too. If they don't want to go on one of our select tours, they tell us what we want, and we put it together, and, and away we go. So where can people find all this? Well, actually, that's very easy. They can just email me, and that would be Lynn at safariswithaheart.com, and Lynn is spelled L-Y-N-N, so Lynn at safariswithaheart.com, and I'll get back to you and and, uh, ask, you know, several questions of you, how we can make this the best experience for you, um, what your budget is, put it together, and away we go. Cool. Thanks for a great show. Thank you very much. I love it. You have been listening to Tanzania Adventure Stories from the Heart of Africa. This podcast has been brought to you by Safaris with a Heart, providing you with your next great African adventure. Reach them today to organize a customized tour for you. The amazing world of adventure travel awaits you. Safaris with a Heart can be found online at safariswithaheart.com. This podcast has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. 